Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Clever Girls Know podcast. This is Bola Shokumbi. I'm the founder and CEO of Clever Girl Finance. The Clever Girls Know podcast is a podcast for women, offering a space for conversations around personal finance, business, life, and living. I'd love for you to subscribe to this podcast, and you can do that everywhere you listen to your podcast episodes. And if you love what you listen to, head on over to iTunes and leave a review so that other amazing women just like you can find this podcast as well. I'd also love for you to stop by clevergirlfinance.com. We have new content on the blog multiple times a week. We have over 30 plus free courses. Plus, when you sign up for a course, you can talk to a Clever Girl Finance mentor for free to get encouragement, motivation, or if you just want to have an open, no shame, no judgment girl talk. Finally, check out our YouTube channel. Just search Clever Girl Finance on YouTube. And if you don't already follow us on Instagram, you can find us at Clever Girl Finance. Okay, so let's get into today's episode. Hey, Ayana, welcome to the Clever Girls Know podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Super excited to be here. Same, and I'm excited to have you join me to talk about how to establish the right mindset for paying off debt, because this is something that I find a lot of people struggle with, especially when they have a lot of debt to pay off or they're in the weeds of the process of paying down their debt, just making sure they have the right mindset to continue to stay motivated and inspired to achieve their debt freedom. But before we dive in, I'd love for you to tell us who you are and what you do. Absolutely. Yeah. So like you said, my name is Ayana Campbell-Smith. I am a debt-free millennial money coach. And so what I do is I work with millennial women and couples to help them better understand their money and become empowered so they can ditch debt, save more, and finally start winning with it. I have been coaching and running my Instagram account for about the past two years, I would say now. And it's just been so much fun to be able to work one-on-one with my clients and to connect with people on social media to teach them more about their money and sort of make it less of a mystery in how they manage it. That's great. So do you have a personal debt payoff story? What kind of debt did you have? And how much did you owe? And how did you go about paying it off? Yeah, I do have a story when it comes to debt. So the debt that I had actually was sort of like the beginning of my personal finance journey in which I really began to realize that I could take control of my money and I didn't have to be complacent with sort of the way that I thought things should be. And so my story is when I graduated from college and I got my first big girl job, I really wanted to buy a new car for myself, not a brand new car, but a new to me car Mm -hmm. for myself for the first time. And I was kind of in this mindset of, I don't make enough money for this. I don't know how to do it. I don't want to go into debt, but I ended up getting a car loan. And I think that that was a great impetus for me to actually begin to manage my money better because not only did it teach me about saving for a down payment and all those other things, but I also was able to learn that you don't have to be complacent when it comes to your debt and that you Mm -hmm. can actually sort of control it and leverage it and, you know, not hold on to a loan for, you know, six years or however long it is. So I ended up getting a car loan for about $11,000 and through budgeting and, you know, being proactive and redirecting extra money towards that loan, I was actually able to pay that off in about a year, as opposed to the six year term that I had sort of signed on to when it came to my debt. That's great. I love the motivation. And what was your total loan amount, if you don't mind sharing? I think the total amount was, I want to say 
uh, I think maybe like 18,000 because I know I had saved $7,000 to put down. And then I think the remaining amount that I had to actually take out for was, was 11,000. And that was what I was able to pay off in that year, year long time. So within a year, that is still a significant amount of money. And sometimes it's hard to feel motivated, even though you now had your first big girl corporate job, how did you Mm -hmm. stay motivated to pay off that? debt within that year? What were some specific things that you were doing or were not doing to ensure that you were able to get rid of it as quickly as possible? Yeah. So I think the biggest thing that I did was that I was on a budget. So that was when I really had gotten serious about budgeting my money and really understanding what are my needs versus wants? What are things that I have to put money towards? What are things that I'm wasting money on? And so I got really clear on sort of redirecting money in a way that was going to benefit me as opposed to going to Chipotle and the mall every week. Um, I got (laughs) really really serious about my savings, like I mentioned, and saving the down payment to start, but then also sort of carrying forward those good habits and also sort of redirecting that money to debt. And I think one of the biggest motivators for me was because I knew that I was at sort of like a turning point in my life where I was in a serious relationship. I knew that we were heading towards marriage. And so I knew that it wasn't something that I wanted to come into the marriage with having debt. And so I kind of took that responsibility too of taking advantage of the fact that I had a good job. I wasn't paying rent yet because I was still living at home with my parents. And so I was like, I know the work that I'm going to put in now can really set me up for success in my future with my finances, not only for myself, but also as I join my husband in marriage. And so I really, you know, we all have different circumstances, but I really took advantage of sort of the opportunity that I had to sort of lay a foundation with my finances so I could start things off on a good fit when it came to actually getting married and sort of moving to that next chapter of my life too. Yeah. So you really, I guess it gave you the opportunity to also think ahead, right? Your your life mm-hmm. situation is changing. You're getting married. You don't want to take that into the relationship knowing that you guys are going to be building your financial foundation together. Mm-hmm. So clearly you had to adjust your own mindset, <laughs> you know, to get rid of that debt and also just moving forward with your finances And so mindset is something that you focus a lot on through your social channels with your clients. And so I just want Mm -hmm. you to share with us why is it important based on your experience and based on your experience with coaching your clients and what you see from them, why is it important to have that right mindset to pay off debt? And, you know, how did that help you personally adjusting your mindset? Yeah, definitely. So I think it's kind of twofold. There are like two main philosophies that I really think about and that I really like to impart on my clients when I'm working with them as they're thinking about their debt. Number one is this the, the foundational belief that you're actually capable of being debt-free. Mm-hmm. In our current society, I think that it's very easy to become complacent with debt and just assume that, you know, in order to live our lives, we have to be in debt. In order to buy yes. a car or to to drive a vehicle, it has to be something that we're having a six hundred dollar monthly payment on. So I think that having a foundational belief and even just accepting that I can be debt-free and a debt-free lifestyle is a normal thing, I think is step number one, because if you don't have that sort of belief, when you're on a debt-free journey and things begin to get hard and you don't feel like it's worth it or that it's a pointless sort of fool's errand, then you're not going to have that motivation that it's going to take to sort of stay the course and, you know, have that temporary sacrifice of paying extra money towards your debt or maybe saying no to something so that you can redirect money to debt not having that foundational belief is going to be kind of detrimental and you actually believing that you can achieve debt freedom and then being motivated to work towards it. So I think that that's definitely number one is just recognizing that you don't have to be in debt and you don't have to be complacent with it. But I think that the other mindset 
shift that sort of worked for me is that I just kind of understood that I have control over this money isn't something that's going to be controlling me for the rest of my life. And I'm the one that has authority over it. And it's just up to me to make sure that I'm playing that role of being sort of an authority figure and telling my money where to go and putting it to work for me and understanding that, like I said, we have that power and that we don't have to be at the mercy of our money. It can be the other way around. I love that. And two things that you said, having that foundational belief that you can succeed with your money, that is so incredibly important. The belief first, even if you don't know the steps, even if you don't know the how to Mm -hmm. paying off your debt, you don't have the income yet, but believing that you can, I think that's so incredibly important. I I agree with you 100%. And I also love that you said that knowing that you have authority over your money, you have control over your money, not the other way around. And that's something that we hear all the time, right? You're the boss of your money, you control your money, but just Mm -hmm. the word authority, I think is very, very powerful, especially when you are on your journey, you're in the early stages of tackling debt or saving or trying to achieve a major financial goal allowing yourself to remember that you are the authority when it comes to your money, I think is a game changer for the way that you think about what you want to achieve. Absolutely. And I think that even goes a step further too, because a lot of what I've seen too, is that, you know, we have such a negative relationship with our money. We think mm-hmm. that money is out to get us. We think that money is never there for us. So it's evil. But if we actually take, yeah, that it's evil. But if we actually take a step back and we recognize the role that we've played in our relationship with money, what we often find is that we actually haven't been playing our part. If anything, money has always been there for us. We just haven't been able to step into that authority role, like I said, and tell our money where to go and what it should be doing. And so if you're not doing that, of course, your money is going to go to Starbucks and it's going to go to Target and it's going to seem like it's never there. It's because we haven't sort of taken that role. And it's not always because we didn't want to or because we were ignoring it. It's just maybe we didn't realize that we had that authority and that we could do that. And sort of reshifting that relationship that you have with your money and the way that you think about it in that regard, I think really goes a long way too. So have you played your part in terms of yeah. your relationship with money and where you want it to go? That's a really mm-hmm. great way of putting it. So let's say someone is listening right now and they're in this space where you know they're starting a debt payoff journey, they're in the middle of a debt payoff journey, and it's just very overwhelming and they're struggling with the mindset. Like even yesterday, I saw a comment in our Clever Girl Finance Facebook group where somebody said, all I feel like I'm doing is paying off debt. What are some practical day-to-day actionable steps that people can take or establish to get their mindset right, but not just get their mindset right, but maintain it over the course Mm -hmm. of their journey and even beyond? Yeah. I think that The first step, number one, is forgiving yourself because so many people carry shame and guilt and sort of remorse in connection with their debt. But what Mm -hmm. I always like to say is that if you're going to be carrying that shame the whole time, that journey of paying off your debt is going to feel so much longer. It's going to be so much more tiresome. So I think that forgiving yourself for whatever past money mistakes, whatever you want to call is really important. And also remembering that at the time when you took on the debt, whether it was a student loan or a credit card or a car loan, most people were operating with a certain level of knowledge when they took on that debt. And maybe Mm -hmm. the knowledge that you had at that time, you didn't have a full understanding of what the full implications of what you were signing up for was going to be, especially when it comes to like student loan debt. Like many of us, you know, we're 18 years old and we sign on that dotted line. We're not thinking, you know, five or six years ahead when we graduate from college and those bills are finally due. So forgiving yourself is step number one. 
and recognizing that the steps you're taking now are the first steps on the new path that you're taking. So I think that's a great way to sort of build that foundation of understanding and sort of reshaping your mindset. But I also think that in addition to sort of maintaining your mindset when it comes to paying down debt, I think that there is really a power in sharing your journey and finding like-minded communities to connect with as you're on a journey, because it's really easy to think that we're the only one dealing with debt. We're the only one that made this sort of unsmart or unwise choice to take on this debt. And so I'm just going to hide. I'm going to keep it to myself. I'm going to suffer in silence. But I think that when you begin to share your journey, it takes away the shame. It can take away the guilt. And if anything, you can find additional support for the journey that you're on. Hey, everyone. So I wanted to come on here really quickly to share some amazing news with you. My fourth book drops this summer on July 6th, 2022, and I am beyond excited. The book is titled Choosing to Prosper, Triumphing Over Adversity, Breaking Out of Comfort Zones, Achieving Your Life and Money Dreams. And it is different from my last three books in that it is very personal. However, it was an extremely important book for me to write. I talk about my imposter syndrome, my family and upbringing, my mental health challenges, my past career and relationship challenges, building resilience, building Clever Girl Finance as a business of impact, achieving my financial and personal dreams, and much more. And based on my experiences, I share ways in which women in general and women of color can overcome the challenges they face when it comes to finances, career, and business. I share how women can build successful careers and or profitable and flexible businesses depending on your chosen path. And I also share the strategies that help me achieve success and how you can leverage them in your life as well. My hope for the women who read this book is that you are challenged to be confident, to find your voice, and to realize the personal growth you desire for yourself, regardless of what's stacked against you. My new book, Choosing to Prosper, is available for pre-order today in audio, ebook, and physical book formats wherever you buy your books. I cannot wait for July 6th. Okay, let's get back to the episode. Yes, forgiving yourself is something that we talk about at Clever Finance all the time. I share on this podcast. Mm -hmm. I think that that is so important, especially as women. um, We carry a lot of burden around money. I've noticed in talking to women, we feel a lot of shame, sometimes embarrassment. Sometimes it impacts our confidence with money. It it impacts what we feel is our capability with money. It limits our ability to be the authority, like you said, over our finances. And Mm -hmm. just allowing ourselves that release of forgiveness with our money mistakes and instead taking the lessons, as simple as it sounds, it's really hard to forgive. Yeah, right. It's not an easy thing. (laughs) No, we struggle to forgive other people and we're even harder on ourselves. And a lot of times I find that we are holding on to just a lot of anger, resentment, embarrassment, shame for ourselves that we haven't even let go or thought about letting go. Mm -hmm. So just taking time to look at your mistakes or Whatever I don't, I don't always like to call all the issues that lead to money issues mistakes because sometimes they, yeah. they weren't necessarily mistakes. But just looking back and saying, you know what, whatever it was, <laughs> I forgive mm-hmm. myself and I let this Absolutely. go and I take the lessons and I move forward. Just that action can be a huge game changer in your head and with managing a limited mindset. 
so I, I love that you you mentioned forgiveness. Yeah, absolutely. So in terms of like working with your clients outside of mindset and on their journey to paying down debt, what are some of the other things that you commonly see them struggling with or trying to overcome? Outside of mindset, I think that a lot of my clients or just people that I, you know, am connected with in this space, a lot of people have a lot of sort of hangups around spending and Mm. thinking that spending itself is a bad thing, which I think is so interesting because we go to work, we have jobs, we have businesses, we earn money. But then when it comes to actually enjoying that money, we have hangups about doing that. And I, I just think that's so interesting. And so a lot of the work that I do too is around helping my clients identify what's most important to them when it comes to their priorities, their goals, and their values as it relates to their money so that they can begin to spend on those things and put money towards those things without the guilt and the shame that um, many of us associate with sort of even spending money or putting towards savings or whatever it might be. And I always tell my clients that what is important to you in terms of what you're spending your money on is going to look completely different from the person next to you or the person on the other side of you. And that doesn't mean that the way that you're spending money is bad or wrong. It just means that you need to be clear about what's important to you and give yourself permission to spend freely on those things and not feel that guilt and shame that a lot of us feel when it comes to how we're spending our money. Yeah, I'm definitely guilty of that. And I've shared my (laughs) struggles sometimes on the podcast, sometimes spending, you know, sometimes I struggle with a lack mindset. Sometimes I struggle with guilt around spending. But like you said, Mm -hmm. it's, it's just being clear on the fact that you've allocated this money for this thing, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't take away from your goals. It's not derailing your life. Sometimes it's just okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's okay. Right. And just kind of piggybacking off what you said is I think sometimes, sometimes people struggle with spending because they're tying what they're spending the money on Mm -hmm. to like, they're feeling that what they're spending the money on is like frivolous or a waste. Right. So yeah. I have money to spend. I have no plans for this money. I've paid my debts. I've saved money. I want to enjoy myself and I see a pair of shoes, but then, Mm -hmm. wow, how irresponsible of me to buy this pair of shoes when I could save more money. So it's finding that balance of money is important, but you also want to enjoy your life, right? You also Mm want to spend time with friends and family and have experiences and take care of yourself. And money helps you do those things too. Exactly. Um, I always try to remind myself of that balance. (laughs) Uh Yeah. And I think there's also this thing that it came up on one of my calls recently too, where there's this whole idea that we have of like needs versus wants. Like you should be spending on things that you need and not the things that you want. That's a mindset that a lot of people Mm -hmm. get stuck with when it comes to their money. But I always like to challenge that and say too, where, where I can say, you know, I'm sure like half of the population has an iPhone or whatever the stat is or like, you know, everyone has a laptop and everyone has, you know, all these things in their homes. Like no one really needs those things. No one needs to go on a vacation. No one needs to go to Miami. No one needs to go visit Europe, but that doesn't mean that spending money on those things is wrong. So I think that having that distinction between needs and wants can actually be really restrictive. And I think that, like I said before, when you actually begin to focus on your priorities, goals, and values, as it relates to your money, you're able to define what those spending categories and what you're going to feel good about spending as opposed to sort of being so black and white with like, do I need this or is this something that I want? And so should I spend money based on my answer to those two things? Yeah. And that's very unique to you. And that reminds me when I was driving yesterday, I was actually listening to a podcast and I just felt very offended by what I was hearing because 
the guy was saying that, you know, when it comes to paying off debt, that people are not serious enough. People always say that they want to take vacations. Everybody is burnt out. But really, mm-hmm. if you don't take that vacation, you're not going to die. You're going to survive. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, you know, what's the word, you know, like stop being lazy, pay off your debt. That was kind of like mm-hmm. the tone. And I'm like, a vacation is a life experience, right? And I'm not saying yeah. go, go into debt to pay a vacation, but if you've someone who is struggling with spend, spending guilt, listening to that, that could be a trigger of, oh my God, wow, that vacation I planned, what a waste of mm-hmm. money, how irresponsible, even if that person might have paid off debt, even if that person might be on track with their savings goals, right? So I think be mindful of the information you consume. Yeah. And as in terms of how it can impact your goals and the progress you're making and the mindset that we just talked about you working on is very important because yes, you don't want to disregard your debt to take a vacation, but sometimes you already planned that vacation and the money is set aside and you, you, mm-hmm. you know, you're making progress on your journey and it's not derailing you and you are burnt out. Please take your vacation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yes. Please. <laughs> Yeah, I like what you said. As long as you're on track with your other things, there's no reason why you can't enjoy your money. Having, you know, slowing down your pace and your debt-free journey sometimes because life life changes too. Like you have to be flexible when it comes to your personal finance journey, not only with debt, but also with your saving and the way you budget because you never know what life is going to throw at you. So, you know, I don't think that we should feel guilty about enjoying our money, but I think that as long as we're not losing sight of the overall end goal of becoming debt-free or saving that emergency fund or whatever it might be, as long as we're still sort of working towards that goal, it's okay to sort of change our pace as we need to sometimes. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, and sometimes you're in the mindset where you're like, you know what, I'm going to do what it takes. I'm going to pay off my debt. Like you are so focused on paying off your car within mm-hmm. that one year. By yeah, exactly. all means, if you feel that motivation, you're inspired, go for it. But sometimes there are people who will tell me, I've been paying this debt for five years. I just need a break. I just need to, yeah. I just, you know, I'm on track, but I just need I need to do something different. I need to go out to eat. I need to take a vacation. I need to do something to keep my mm-hmm. head in the game. That's fine. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So in terms of advice that you would give, I know you've shared a lot of really great advice, but what advice would you give someone who's listening to this, who just needs some encouragement, especially where they're in the space where their journey to debt freedom seems endless. There's no light at the end of the tunnel that they can see. They're losing motivation. They're losing steam. They're wondering what the point is. You know, you talk with clients every day who who face this. What advice would you give them? I would say that, you know, it's easy for me to say, obviously, but I think that a piece of advice that I think is really powerful is that remembering that this temporary sacrifice that you're making of being on a debt-free journey is going to lead to so much more freedom in your future because becoming debt-free is all about creating more opportunity for yourself, creating more freedom, um, giving yourself more money. And, you know, all those things are all just beneficial things to our lives. And so even though it's kind of hard to see the end goal or the end result or the light at the end of the tunnel, when you're sort of in the thick of it, I think that sort of holding on to that simple thought of knowing that what I'm doing now is going to set me up for success in the future And not only me, but maybe future generations, my friends and family around me. I always say that, you know, getting on track with your money, becoming debt-free, learning how to save, that impacts not only you, but also the people around you because you can be an example. You can be a teacher. You can be a coach. You know, you can help all these people around you. And so really remembering that what you're doing now is so much bigger than just you, but it can have a major impact not only on your life, but also the lives of those around you. 
I love that the impact on the lives of those around you and generationally, right? When we look at the people who have transitioned generational wealth and generational legacies, it took one person making this decision based on the advice that you're giving to make that happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, one of my clients recently, you know, my proudest moments are always when my clients come back to me after our program has ended and they're continuing to share their their stories with me and their successes when it comes to their money. And one of my clients this past weekend actually sent me a message on Instagram and said that for the first time, her credit score is above 700. She says that she's the first person in her family to ever achieve that. And so just think about what that means for her future, because she's a mother, she's getting married and the sacrifice that she took of learning how to pay down her debt, committing to that journey, learning how to be on a budget is now going to influence not only her future generations, but also that's information she can share with her family members and maybe have them be the second person in their family to have a credit score above 700. So yeah, I think it's all about legacy and sort of building that foundation for not only yourself, but also future generations. Wow. That's incredible. Well, thank Mm -hmm. you so much, Ayana, for sharing and for being here. Before I let you go, you have to tell us what your Clever Girl superpower is. (laughs) Clever Girl superpower. I don't know if this really fits the bill, but just in thinking about my my mission and what I do, I think that the joy that I have in seeing other women succeed when it comes to not only their money, but just life in general, I think is one of my superpowers. It really just gives me so much hope and so much joy to see women win with their money. I love that. And finally, please tell us how we can keep up with you, how people can find you if they want to leverage your services as a money coach. Where can we learn more about you? Absolutely. So you can find me on Instagram. I am at millennialmoney.guide. That's millennial with two L's and two N's. If you are interested in learning more about coaching, you can reach out, DM me, or you can click the link in my bio to schedule a call and we can talk about your money struggles and goals and figure out if my program is right fit for you. Awesome. I'll be sure to put all of that in the show notes. Thank you so much, Ayana, for being here. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode and I hope you enjoyed it. If you've loved the episode, but you don't yet subscribe to the podcast, you can do that everywhere you listen to your podcast episodes and head on over to iTunes and leave a review so other amazing women just like you can find this podcast as well. Thank you so much for being here and I'll talk to you on the next episode.